Hi, and welcome to Comfortable in Your Own Skin podcast. I'm Andrea Gullick, speaker, writer, and international mentor. Together, we're going to walk the path of becoming comfortable in our own skin by seeking radical honesty with yourself, making conscious choices, and living a life on point. And the only way you can live a life on point is to be comfortable in your own skin. And the only way to become comfortable in your own skin is to begin to ask why you're not already. Maybe it's untethering from family stories, from generational patterns. Maybe you've had encounters with trauma or hardship. Maybe you've just always questioned Who am I exactly? Irrespective of anything that's happened, anything you have or haven't done, this is a journey of how to just be you, comfortable in your own skin. Hey, welcome back for this week's episode of Comfortable in Your Own Skin. So the aliveness of death, I feel like there's uh, two topics in life that seem to be quite the taboo areas to wander into, two of those areas where it's kind of almost awkward or uncomfortable or frowned upon to wander into and inspect and tease apart and even be honest and upfront about them. And I think that death is one of those. The other one I think is sex, death and sex, two things that are happening all the time, all the way around the world. And yet it's like, let's not go there. Let's not be honest, let's not be open, let's not be transparent around some of our feelings and experiences with these two topics. And yeah, cool, you know, sex has its sacredness, doesn't it? It's a a sanctuary that maybe we don't need to talk too much about. And yet, it really is just a natural instinct You know, if you boil it right down, it's just a, it is just an instinct. It is just what we do. It is how we reproduce. It is how we have fun and all of that sort of stuff. And yet it's almost like a dirty word in some places. But today I really want to talk about the other taboo topic, the other topic that can make people uncomfortable and can be looked at as in so many different ways of awkwardness or that we shouldn't go there, that we shouldn't wander too deeply into this concept. And it's not even a concept, like it's not a concept, it's a thing. It's a thing that is eventually going to happen to all of us. And that is the death of our humanness, our physicality. Because if you're like me, you may have actually questioned if death even really happens, that there is this dying off, definitely. 
there is this there is this non-living state that we will enter into and yet it's really only our our physical being or maybe you don't believe that we all are entitled to our beliefs and our our ideas and our theories around what is life and death and what is the purpose of all of that but for me personally i don't i don't believe that we completely die that we ever really stop living yes a, a part of us that physical part our human our human body but what happens to our soul do you believe that we even have a soul and if you do what are you your thoughts around that and so this is something obviously for me if you have tuned into my first episode or followed anything about my journey you will know that facing facing death was a real encounter and my introduction i guess to the idea of people and loved ones no longer being physically here was when i was about 25 like i was a new mum like so in my innocence of of the perfectness of life really i had all four grandparents like i had never ever even faced the idea or had to walk through the hellhole of 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 death and and losing someone hadn't buried a grandparent here i am at 25 having my own baby happily married life is brilliant i literally had never ever i don't think i even had lost a pet like i think i had one pet that ran away so yes okay i i had to deal with the fact that my cat never came home but i never experienced the death of my animal that then i went through the process of of burying that animal and 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 contemplating and wondering what what happens after then and you know replacing that cat with another and like it just it, it, all of that stuff was just so far removed for me because that was not how i experienced my childhood i still had two great grandmothers in my early 20s so that process of actually feeling the pain of the loss and feeling the the rawness of life and death it just was not in my my experience so my first experience was literally my own flesh and blood of of literally having him in my arms alive right there but with the with the shadow that just sort of floated around for a period of time of he may not always be here and what then and then obviously being able to get him through that get him through his his illness and and into remission and then obviously cured becoming widowed was like that was like that, that was the hellhole of life and death and how quickly it can go from one to the other like how quick your whole life can change and yet that journey 
of walking through that hellhole of that the mouth of the fire like just that everything being an eruption of flames but realizing that really it it is through death that we can really really embrace our aliveness and become alive in so many different ways to ignite aspects of who we are that maybe have been just simmering simmering in the going with the flow going through the motions and it's not until those motions are literally halted in a way that we can no longer ignore no longer live on the surface no longer just skim through life with our eyes half closed it's like that the death of things opens our eyes so wide and opens our eyes and our our senses to the absolute rawness of what it is to be human and what it is to be alive when something else has has ended when something else has died when maybe somebody else has died but it's also not just it's not in the humans that we lose in the loved ones that we lose it's not you know death is not just about what we would naturally sort of put in a box of well, that is death and that is grief and and that is the only thing to that that can be alive or and and can die because there's that the dreams that we have there's the relationships that we have there's the finances that we have the careers that we have the friendships that we have all of these things have their own type of life about them and they will have their own lifeline they will have their own timeline of how alive they are and it's through that that we can you know some of those things some of those things end prematurely they they die off our 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 dreams may change our life plans may change our experiences in life may change our relationships change all these things that can actually end and yet it is in them ending and changing and that we can we can recreate ourselves that the aliveness of who we are truly becomes apparent that beneath the layers of safety within our relationships, within our friendships, within our workplaces, within our careers, within our acquisitions, with, within our all of the stuff that is in our life that is outside of us can actually leave our life as well. And what we will always be left with is just ourselves. 
We will not always have that career. We will not always have that relationship. We will not always have that friendship. All of those things have the possibility of dying off and that we will need to emotionally and spiritually and mentally bury them and grieve them and grieve the part of us that goes with them because we are made up of so many different aspects, so many different pieces of who we are, that when those things change, it is going to be really important to be able to readjust and, and redefine and reaffirm and keep coming back to the aliveness within us and that realisation that we can live more brightly when we have surrendered into the darkness, when we acknowledge the death of things and allow ourselves the space to mourn and grieve the way that those things have played out. And it is not just those people. That that, 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 that is not just where we grieve. And yet there can be so much aliveness. The way that we feel can change and be so heightened. It's like the lower we go, like the into the depths of literal uncovering and sadness and despair and anguish sometimes when these things happen, when these deaths occur, If you can allow yourself to go there, allow yourself to be so stripped bare, that is where you can begin to see that spark, when you can become alive again in a much more present way. That ability to go so deep within yourself, to go underneath, all of the pain and all of the confusion and all of the despair and keep going, keep digging, keep being curious about what you're feeling and what you're making it mean and who you are. Because that is like that is the rebirth process. That is the aliveness that can be sparked. When you think that there's no way out, there's, there's no nowhere to go but to just be in the pain, to be in the turmoil, to be in the place you never asked to be, to be in it, to surrender to the fact that this, this is a death and yet it's the ultimate rebirth if you allow yourself to go there, if you allow yourself to live more fully because of the experiences, to recognise that it is not the career, it is not the friendships, it is not the relationships, it is not the things out there that you are here to live for, but to awaken and to become alive 
to the absolute truest essence of who you are. What you are here to step towards, to shine brightly with, all of that is beneath these things that can actually find their way in and out of our life. And that is not to say that we don't have to spend time with the grief and the anguish and the despair, but that there is an aliveness within our experience and an aliveness that is eternal. And it goes beyond this this human body and this human skin and this human skeleton, the very thing that can physically die. There is an aliveness that, that exists within that structure of, of being a human and, and our body. And that is our soul. That is the, the spark of our divinity. And how can you become alive to the spark of your divinity and what you are here to share with the world, how you are here to be all that you are, to guide humanity in in what it is to be us, irrespective of the of the layers that can die off, of the the external situations and experiences and that they are not necessarily who we, who we are. They are just the moments and the, the shit fuckery sometimes <laughs> that we need to go through. And it is when we can actually begin to recognise how the death of different situations and the death of different life experiences can create an aliveness in us that we never would have got to had we not have experienced the death of that. And I don't mean this in a in a light and fanciful way because the dying off of things is excruciating. It, it does create a lot of anguish and a lot of distress. And yet there is a gift in it. If we're willing to embrace it, there is a gift in all of that. And to become alive to that gift, to come alive to the gift that you are, that the lessons and the learnings have and to be able to share that in a way that that lights up the heart of somebody else, that lights up the soul of somebody else, that lights up the path for somebody else is the greatest gift we can ever, ever embrace in terms of what the big picture can be about. How do we turn around the very things that feel unsurvivable how do we look at those things in a way of show me how to live more freely 
Show me how to live more deeply. Show me how to live more congruently. Show me how to live more honestly. Show me how to live more consciously. And it usually is the death of something where we really are forced to take a moment of pause. If we choose to, because we don't have to choose that. Many people don't choose that. But if we take a moment of pause in the midst of the death and the dying and begin to move through that it's taboo to actually talk about our suffering, to move through the discomfort and the, the feelings that maybe we're stuck in our suffering, but share from a place of how did this help me become alive? How can this help me become alive? How willing am I to embrace the aliveness of death? Because we only have our aliveness while we're here. The human experience of life and living and being alive and it's not it's it, it is such a precious gift it is such a precious opportunity to go beyond to move through to to build on to recreate redefine who it is we are and what we're here to be and do and how we want that to play out. There's so much beauty that can come from what feels so ugly and so dark and so insurmountable. And so that period of time and, and giving ourselves grace as we begin to readjust, that readjustment phase when, when something has we have encountered creates trauma and overwhelm and, you know, it just takes us off the path we thought we were meant to be on. You know, the coming after is where the aliveness can happen. So I wonder what your take is. Can you see how death can really create more of an aliveness within you? Get curious with it. Get comfortable with it. Because that's what the journey's about. <laughs>